Hey, it's Shalene. Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to tell you that my new book, 131 Method, is now available on pre-order at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. The 131 Method book isn't a diet book. It's a book to improve your gut health, to help you balance your hormones, to fix your cravings, to help you lose weight, and to get truly healthy from the inside out, to become an expert at your metabolism and nutrition. This book is a culmination of the last three years of research, interviews, assembling a team of the best registered dietitians and integrative health professionals. It's been tested on over 25,000 people before we even released it to the public. I wanna help you stop dieting because diets don't work. This book is going to give you the answers that you've been looking for. But bottom line is this, if it were just as simple as knowing what to eat and when to eat and how to eat and when to exercise, we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic in our country. It's more than that. Because if you're gonna make these things stick, you've gotta change your mindset. That's why when you pre-order the book, I wanna give you my mindset coaching program for free. It's a $97 value, but I'm giving it to you as a bonus for pre-ordering the 131 method. You can start listening to those audio coaching programs today before the book even comes out. And that will help you change everything, not just your health and fitness. When you shift your mindset, you can improve all areas of your life. And it's yours for free when you pre-order the book. All you have to do is go to 131book.com and enter your email address and order number and you can start listening today. Thank you for ordering my new book and thank you for prioritizing your health. All right, off to the show. Hey there. Well, you have arrived at the Shaleen Show on a Friday, which means it's Car Smart Friday. So put your seatbelt down. We're about to go for a ride. Welcome to the Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right. So before I turn it over to the actual show for today, I want to just give it a little bit of context. So this is a conversation between myself and my husband. We were driving home from dinner. I think that's where we're coming home from and started talking about basically a kid that we know who is really struggling now. And we assumed this is going to happen because when they were growing up, we our kids played on the same sports teams with them. And this parent was just like ruthless, seriously ruthless. And then we started talking about the whole controversy with these parents who are, you know, so, so concerned with what school their kids get into. Why are they worried about their kids' future? Hmm. I wonder. Or is it that they're more concerned with their own Reputation and how the rest of the world perceives them based on what their kids are doing. So we got into this conversation about athletics and parental pressures. And so anyways, that's what we started talking about. I don't even know if I told him I was recording. <laughs> I do that sometimes. But anyways, enjoy this conversation about parenting and athletics and the pressure that we place on our children to live up to our expectations and how much more important it is to let our kids be who they were meant to be. Off to the show. So can I ask you a question about athletics and what it was about your own childhood experience that 
changed or shaped the way you felt we should parent our kids and handle them in athletics? Yeah. As a kid, I always felt that, you know, I got more love from my, especially from my dad, Mm -hmm. if I did really good in sports. And so it quickly... Was it love or attention? uh, Yeah, attention. Yeah. Which could probably be misled as as an eight-year-old boy as love. Okay. So I, you know, felt a little, I don't know if the word's pressure or I just... You know, I always thought that, wow, if I'm doing good in sports, I'm going to get more love or I'm going to get more attention. Mm. And does that mean like I'll, I'll make my parents happy? Yeah, for sure that. Because there's been many a times when I was a kid where like, you know, I found out later that there was another reason why my dad wasn't happy. But like I didn't play very good. And I thought it was because I didn't play very good that he mm-hmm. wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. What, but, did, what was the later thing you found out? just like three days later that he just got stuck in a bunch of traffic and oh, so he was I upset see. but I thought it was he was mad at me for not playing well or mm. you know and I and you know I always tried really hard and you know it, but sometimes you know as it went on mm-hmm. I just felt that I needed to prove more to him and that's where I felt like I got more and more attention from him and more and more love and it was you know, I, I later found out through therapy that it, that was more me than it was him because sure. I know now that that probably didn't have to play sports. He <laughs> obviously he was right. still love me, but is that funny how you can as like even with Sierra yeah. or Brock, like how no matter how hard you're trying as a parent to get it right, you're kids just as you did are going to interpret things the way they interpret them yeah it's and when going through therapy you learn the same thing where my younger brother was three years younger and he has a totally different experience than than i do yeah um so you know and i did not want our children to ever feel that like you just said as much as i tried you know they still felt the pressure of being in where I grew up so mm-hmm. they played sports where where their dad played sports and grew mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. so there was a legacy there and I'm not going to talk about myself but our last name was very powerful in the community and county that we were so there's lots of pressure already going into it yeah so, like there was a correlation between your last name and athletics yes so there was an implied pressure you know I've seen and if we can just even take this out of the realm of athletics yeah I I had a friend whose mother was a beauty pageant girl. And so even though she wasn't in beauty pageants, her mom, just because, you know, it wasn't like she was, you know, the way she interpreted her mom's attention was that her mom didn't give her praise and attention unless she was like perfectly coiffed. Like her hair was perfect. Her makeup was perfect. She was dressed perfect. And I think her mom obviously loves her no matter what. But you just feel this kind of internal pressure, like I think all kids do, to please their parents and to get their parents' attention. And so it's so hard, but you've got to be super duper extra mindful of how your child's interpreting that. Yeah. And man, with you being a coach and having, you know, your own experiences, mm-hmm. we, well, we really witnessed a lot of it when our kids were young parents just oh other parents and but you and i also had we we created a rule that we didn't talk about sports like right afterwards because we well, that wanna, was your role which was brilliant so tell us about that so what i felt was no matter if our kids played really well 
or they played really bad or they lost or it was a tough game or whatever it is. I just made a rule that I wouldn't talk about it until later on that evening, let a couple hours, maybe even a day go by where where we wouldn't bring it up or unless they brought it up and said, you know, asked a question or something like that. I wasn't going to be the one that initiated any conversation about their play. I was there to watch and observe and I didn't want to. And why is that? Because that's where your emotions after a game are at its height and you're not really thinking clear. You know, it's kind of like as the player, as the kid, as a player, as a kid. I mean, you're just finished and you just gave all you can. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then to get in a car and then to get it from a parent, which is what I see, which I saw happening on all levels, whether it was we were watching Sierra play soccer or Brock play a sport and like watching afterwards. And I'm just like seeing like we saw parents like yelling at their kids after games and stuff. And it's just like it's just crazy to me that, you know, they're trying their best. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I know. It, it's, so it's, we can it's, go it's over really some heart, heartbreaking. To be honest with you it is because you can just i just don't understand how parents don't see the devastation that they're creating and they think they're being helpful i mean not just even sports i remember sitting in the stands when brock was playing basketball and hearing a cheer mom going you messed that up you know you weren't even trying that embarrasses our whole family i heard that yeah i mean it doesn't take parents it does not take a lot of bad comments by you to really jack up your kid no doubt i mean bite your tongue yeah just sit there and watch and like you know like i mean in myself as a pro football player like i'm coaching my son in football you would think like i would have some credibility to be able to like get after him a little bit and coach him but i still like would fight it and i had to learn i had to learn to fight it i had to learn to like just bite my tongue and just like you know i coached him during the game but Mm -hmm. after the game it was just like you're my son you're my son we're not talking about it we're going to have a burger whatever go out and have a good time but you know i'll coach you during the game but i'm not going to coach you afterwards we did not coach football so let's riff back and forth on best practices okay I would say number one is to let your child decide what it is they want. I think kids need to be in an activity. They need to be in a physical activity, period, end of subject. I think they learn a lot. Absolutely. But here's my tip. Do not force your kid to play the sport that you think they're going to be a phenom at or the sport that you want them to play or the sport that they're the best at. If they don't love it and they don't want to play it, let them pick something else if that's what they want to do. 100% agree with that. Another thing is we already touched upon it. Let them play. Let the coaches coach. And then you just be a parent and just watch and bite your tongue and don't say anything. Just be quiet. Next, don't ever express disappointment in their ability. You can say, you know, give it your best or, or give it your all or try your hardest but not after the game, not based on how they performed, because it's over, they can't change that. You can tell them it's important for them to show up and to do their best, but to to criticize a child for their ability is demoralizing, and they're going to think that you are criticizing who they are, and never, ever, 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 ever compare them to a sibling's ability or another player's ability. This might be a tough one for parents to swallow, mm. but you need to stop living through your kid. You already had your chance. 
If you if you if you didn't make it right, if you didn't make it all the way, or you weren't good enough, right? Don't live your like ex player whatever mm-hmm. through your child. You you had your chance, and for whatever reason, you didn't make it, or you didn't go as far as you wanted to. So don't live that crap through your kid. That's yeah. that's the worst thing yeah. ever. It's the worst thing ever. I think a lot of parents also. They want their kid to continue or to, you know, make the squad, get a scholarship, be the best, they want, be a starter. They, they, this because, generation's obsessed with it. No, you're right. And they think that makes them look better. Yeah. So check yourself. Like, yeah. seriously, check yourself. It doesn't make you look better. And it's so much pressure on your kid. Yeah. So, so much pressure. Like, could you imagine, like, when your kid's, like, in sixth or seventh grade and, you're, and your parents are already talking about, like, you need to get a scholarship or you, why, aren't you, why aren't you as good as that kid? Or, first of all, they don't, they'll quit. They, they'll stop playing. Unless they're really desperate for your love. That's true. Okay, so my kid's a phenom, though, and if I don't push him, he's got this opportunity to go to college and have a scholarship. And if I don't push him... Like, what would you say to that parent, the parent who's like... I, I always say this because parents know two things. They all know what a quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what a quarterback is. And everybody knows what a U.S. senator is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I always ask parents, I said, how many U.S. senators do you know? They always go... None. None. Right? And then I'm like, okay, well, there's 100 U.S. senators and you know none of them. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, wow. So how are you going to, like, I mean, that's the ratio. 32. Yeah. And then 32 backups. So there's still, there's more U.S. senators than there are professional quarterbacks. Wow, that's interesting. So it's like, and you know how hard it would be to become a U.S. senator? What are the statistics on... um, It's it's so low. The percentage of making it all the way to the pro? No. uh -uh. I was going to ask, what is the percentage of kids that play, like, Division One? Athletics it's and so scholarship. Tiny. It's so tiny. And even if you, they do, I mean, here's the thing, because we know a lot of professional athletes and a lot of people who play professional sports or play Division One athletics. It all ends. Yeah, it all ends. I don't know if you hear what Brett said, but he goes, it all ends. And then if that kid's identity, they're so much worse off. Because oh, yeah. now they don't know who they are. Yeah, so the, you know, I mean, think about it. And you can just Google, like, let's say your kid is the next you know Wayne Gretzky Tom Brady LeBron James pick mm-hmm. a sport and pick the athlete right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then figure out what the average like lifetime of that career is in mm-hmm. that sport mm-hmm. the average mm-hmm. the average they got their freaking whole life in front of them still yeah it's like probably it's like, like a, three years or something well I mean football's like four I mean all the sports are different you know yeah. football's like four and a half average so you're gonna, you're gonna prepare your kid and set all their sights on a four year period when they've got 80 years in front of them not yeah. smart yeah and don't look at the one that played you know 25 years and go oh they're gonna play until they're 50 years old no look at the average accept your child love your child celebrate their differences don't live through them yeah let them know that they can do anything as long as they put their best effort into it you'll support them 100 percent. hey thanks for spending this time with us in the car thanks for being here brett johnson anytime love you love you